Hello and welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. I'm Kay. And this week we're looking at season two, episode 21, An Affair to Forget, in which Nars believes Maris has been unfaithful with her fencing instructor. So Key, in this episode, I haven't prepared a question for you this week, um, but I'm currently sitting at my desk. We're staring at each other on Zoom for the first time in... Uh, that, uh, this is episode 50, by the way, of the podcast. Uh, to, mark that, to mark that milestone, we're, we're looking at each other while we record for the first time, and I'm eating a mince pie. I want to ask you, are you a fan of this Christmas classic? Well, I don't want to break your heart live mm-hmm. on air where we can see each other, but, but no, I'm not. Oh, I man. I don't get mince pie. I don't get, I don't get mince pies. And I don't understand Christmas puddings either. I, don't... I hate Christmas puddings. What's that all about? I mean, the last time I had one of them, hang on, you carry on talking, <laughs> let me finish this pie. So Will is currently eating a mince pie, and I can see him, and it's really weird for me. Oh my god, it's so dry, the pastry's so dry. But yeah, <laughs> Christmas pudding, I probably had one, oh, four or five years ago, and I think I had it out of just politeness, because my nan had bought one or something, and you know, I'm like, oh, I better try it, she's spent the money, but it's just a ball of stodgy fruit, really. Um it doesn't yeah. even look appetizing. I just don't understand it. But I just, if anyone out there, I mean, do you think this is an American thing? I don't know if Christmas pudding's particularly British. I'm sure it's not, but I just feel like I, I don't see them in American films as much around Christmas, or am I just pulling that out my backside and it is American? I, I don't know. know. I mean, it feels British, but I have no right to British. say that. And the little things that, like, because don't they put, or then they used to put like a coin in them, and you've the one person who guts the coin in their dessert is like lucky or. Or something Man, that, that, why didn't they do that with the one I hate? That would have made it at least slightly more palatable. No, I don't think they do it in anymore there. in case it kills someone. I yeah, think. maybe just to just slip a twenty-pound note in there. That'd be much better. Um, but I do feel like it, that seems like quite a British little thing to do. Stick a a, a shilling or a farthing in in yeah. a Christmas pudding. Now we're really going back now, aren't we? We are going back farthing, now. my God. It's like <laughs> Everyone Christmas else Carol. around the world is going, what the hell are they? What's what, a what the hell is a shilling? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would love to hear from listeners if they um, if they, if they enjoy mince pies, Christmas puddings. I'm trying to think, what are the other, other possibly controversial Christmas snacks? I mean, pigs in blankets are universally loved. They're not, yeah, I love it. I love they're not controversial. Yeah. Um, um, uh, Christmas cake is a thing, isn't it? I don't know. I just get like a little chocolate cake or a sponge cake for Christmas, and that's sort of my dessert. Oh, it's is... so delicious. I love that. I mean, Christmas cake is basically like a fruit cake with a thick white icing. Is it? Is that right? I, I, yes, it is. Yeah. And I don't get that either. Well, what's that all about? Like that? I don't just... understand fruit cake. You and me what's, both. What's going on, people? I mean, what, what specifically about it repels you? Because I've got a number of things. I just why like cake? Good. Yeah. Fruit bad. Why would you, <laughs> why fruit would you bad. put them together? You're not a big fruit eater in your house, Kay. I'm not a big fruit eater, no. no. Like, even at school, I wasn't. I remember when we were in year one, and we all had to um, to eat a piece of fruit um, mm. that our teacher, Mrs. Murray, brought in. <laughs> and she made me try mango, and I got sent home because I hated it so much. You got it. sent home for I, not liking mango? What kind of I, starcy ministry were we going to school at? I'm thrown up. Oh my god! Part of me seems to remember that actually. Well, what's um, worse is that I'd like, because this was planned in advance. Like we were having a fruit day where we tried different kinds of fruit, mm. and my mom said to the teacher, "She went, Kim, I won't eat fruit. Like it's a mistake." <laughs> and then, and she went, "No, now he'll be fine." And then, she, apparently, she just came up to my mom at the end of the day and went, "You were right." <laughs> 
<laughs> we should have heeded your call <laughs> oh my god well a lot of controversial food opinions in there that we can uh i'm sure we'll we'll kind of puzzle through and listen about next week um but until then Keith, shall we took ourselves into trivia corner let's do it yeah um so i believe we've been sent in the usual questions uh by by hamish and Corey, possibly others um it's been a while since i've checked actually um for everyone listening you will have heard, obviously, a week ago, Key was absent and Preston came in to fill the gap. So, I, I mean, I meant to open with saying how missed you were, Key. Um, oh, thank you. I apologise that that wasn't what I said when I first started. Um, like, uh, Preston is a more than capable deputy. I'm sure he did a much Preston job did a very me. good job. He did a very good job. Um, but I know the We're Listening faithful will have, will have, missed, you, will have missed you sorely. Oh, um, thank you. Okay, so after... I mean, obviously, listeners won't hear any of this because I've edited it out, but we've just spent so long searching for the trivia on Reddit, but we found it. Um, MK and Corey, Niall Marsh has got a question in there. There might be others as we go through listener mail, so we'll try and get to everything. Uh, I'll kick things off, Key, with huh? Cam Winston's for you. So, numero uno, what type of lawyer should Gretchen get if her husband chooses the diet plate? Oh, I believe this must be something Roz suggests. I don't know specifically. Am I right in thinking? We're not talking about a, uh, like. A depart like you know, not, not we're not talking like a family lawyer or no, no, it's, we're talking it's, about uh, a specific like line, aren't we? It's like a, a yeah, a very very visceral image of what I what a lawyer is might it, be able to do. I want to say, is it something like one who could, is it like sue a, a racehorse or sue something to do something to do with a racehorse? I think I'm going to give you what. that. It's one that can sue the sweat of a racehorse. Um, oh, which is God, just such a such a graphic image. Um, I've just actually seen some horses. We just took uh, my nieces for a walk, and they were roaming around. But they were they were they weren't sweaty, but they were soaking wet in the mist. It was a very very wintry, lovely winter scene. Okay, okay. Question two: On what island did Daphne's ancestors end up end up on, and what did they do there? Okay, I do know this because this was going to be one of my questions. Right. Um, Okay, so it, I think is it um, it's Pitcairn Island, I think. Yes. And did they like go forth and multiply? They oh. did. They became very fruitful and multiplied. I've yeah. just realised this was going to be one of your questions. I'm <laughs> so sorry. No, don't worry. Don't feel like you've got to come up with another one. You can you can just ask two if you I want. I will. I'll, I'll have a look through while we're doing the next question. I'll see if I could I could come up with something. Okay. Quick. Your mind works much faster than mine, so you might be able to do that. <laughs> okay. Question three. So you, I mean, you're doing pretty good here, okay, on, on, on Hamish's questions. What does Frasier say to Roz so that she figures out it was Maris who was having the affair? Oh, he tells a story, doesn't he? Where he's like, um, one time we questioned the, the ethics of her serving veal and we found a lot in, I think it was the garage with the engine and the golf cart running, something like that. <laughs> That's almost word for word correct. And I feel terrible because I do not remember that line. Oh, it's all. a good line. Yeah. Like... That, completely none of that rings any bells to me. So. Yeah. Man, um, that's a really good lie. But I mean, that's three out of three, Key. And a bonus question from Nar Marsh here. Okay. What was the pet name in the love letter? Right, now, there's... I'll accept the English translation. Okay, because I got... I've put down two, and I think one you're probably after is possibly my little liver dumpling. Yes, it is. Because then there's another one. I wasn't sure if it was a pet name or something, but she said that it translates to not quite human woman. <laughs> yes, that, is, that was the other one. Uh, but my little liver dumpling was the sexual I was after. Um, but I mean, that is, as far as I'm concerned, a grand sweep. So That's a big um, one. Um, do you want to hit me with your questions, Kate? And then, yeah. uh, okay. 
I should just say to listeners, you've obviously just picked up your microphone, so you're now I holding have. it in your hand, and it does feel like I'm interviewing you on like Sky Sports. <laughs> I'm gonna get a screenshot of this. Here we go. There we go. Okay, okay, hit me with your questions. Um, I genuinely stayed still for a second and opposed. <laughs> okay. Um, so my first question. Hit me. Um, at the start, when she first calls into KACL. Mm-hmm. What does Gretchen think could be going on between her husband and his wealthy clients? Uh, <laughs> I believe it is a bit of Bumpson. Bumpson, yes. <laughs> One of the world's leading Bumpson experts. <laughs> that is such a good line. I uh, love it. it. How are they saying that? Bumpson or Bumpson? Or... I, I think it's Bumpson because I looked it up. Bumpson. KACL has Bumpson because I thought they said it first Bunsen as in Bunsen burner. Bunsen burner. <laughs> I thought there was a P in there somehow. Like I was thinking like Bump. Bumpson. I mean, I don't, I'm assuming I don't know. It, it's German for something. Is it? It must be, but it's a f- phenomenal word that we need to bring back into a. It's a strong word. Isn't any it? time going forward, we do an episode where Fraser tries to get laid. We have to talk about Bumpson. That's <laughs> Bumpson. <laughs> written into the Constitution. If we're listening. So start next. Is it start next season of the adventures of? Is it Bad Boy? And oh Death man, Girl? he gets. He tries to get laid a Plen- lot. <laughs> plenty of Bumpson in that <laughs> <one>. <laughs> um, Okay, so my second question. Let's go. At what step is the right side of the hull? At what step is the right side of the hull? Yeah. So um, when they're building the the boat. Oh yeah. Martin wants to build the right side of the hull. Oh, he says, oh, oh yeah. He says, yeah, yeah give you're, me the right side of the hull. He says you'll build that at step something and not a moment sooner. Yeah. Oh my god, I've made a note of that as well, so I'm not, I'm not looking at my notes. Um, oh, oh man, I'm just going to guess 61. Oh, well, well. Oh, we're close. Just put those two numbers the other way around. Oh, it's 16. 16. Oh, 16. man, it's amazing what the brain can do, isn't it, when you oh. think you know. Damn, good question, though. I love that. Okay, my third question, which I've made up on the spot. Okay. Um, well played. I'm sorry to put you through that. After Niles found out or thought he found out that Maris was having an affair, mm. where did he go first? The Oregon border check. Yes, and why yes. did why did he turn around? Oregon. So, so why did he, turn, he had fruit or veg in the car? He I had think? fruit in the car. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Um, okay, was that was that all your questions, Key? There. That is all my questions. How did I yep. do there? I've already lost track. Not too bad. Two out of three um, or something. Or two what? out of three. The only one you got was the step sixteen and sixty-one. Yeah, but... you can't you can't give me that. It's uh, it is wrong. But um, yeah, two out of three. I'll take. I'll take. Yeah. Um, when did you watch the episode out of curiosity? Because oh my goodness, I, I feel like this is one you might have watched about a week ago and you've had to wait. Actually, oh. I wish I could use that as an excuse. I think it was probably <laughs> Friday when I watched it. Um, so or was it Saturday? It might even have been two days ago, so God. I mean, I really have no excuses. Just my short-term memory is terrible. Um, okay, here we go. So MK's questions for you, Kate. Num- number one. What two similes in English regarding Maris does Gretchen read from Gunnar's note? Um, and we, yeah, these aren't things we've mentioned yet. I just kind of panicked that we might have said the answers, but we yeah, haven't. My, my instant thought was little liver dumpling. It's, 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 it's in the same okay. vibe as that, but it's, uh, yeah, it's oh, different. Mm, I'm struggling because um, I remember the, the second image. I did make a note of thinking, "What the what the hell does this mean?" Okay, let me just think back to the court. Okay, so okay. get in the headspace. Pretend you're Gretchen. Calls him little liver dumpling. He does, and that was his. 
uh, his nickname for her. And he mm-hmm. said, well, you, he, she, he could have been talking about you. And she said, no, no, because he says he loves her little body. Yes. Oh, oh, okay. Was one of them pale as a bratwurst? That is that is the second one. Skin as white as bratwurst. Um, oh, and there was another one. The ones, there's one before that. Um, and I which, know for a fact it's in my notes because I would have made a note and I can't. <laughs> oh, no. If it's any help to you, the, the first image, the one you're looking for now, is um, it's related to what transpires at the end of the episode in the climax. Um, she's compared to something that has a prominent position in this episode. Oh, oh, oh! As thin as my sword? As thin as a sword, yes. which is just terrifying. Um, but yeah, Bratwurst, we'll get onto this in the review. Bratwurst, whenever I've seen it, is cooked, so it's brown. Yes, that's like, what I really picked bra- up. I mean, I, like, I know all s- sausages are kind of pale, I guess, but that, to me, yeah, didn't make any sense to me. Um, okay, second question, Key. Well played on that one. According to Frasier, what would Gunnar not know the meaning of? Oh, I didn't write this down. I didn't even. Oh, great question. This. He, yeah, I. Because if Niles is going on, you would understand. I don't even know what Niles said. It was such a good scene. I just. At this stage, I stopped taking notes and I just started just watching it because it was so <laughs> good. Um, I think it was one. Was it Cat in there? He wouldn't know Cat, Dog, or. Yep, the, the two, two out of three you just said there. I was going to say shoes, but it's not shoes because he thinks he stole her shoes. It is um, an object, though. It is an object. It is an object. It's an, an inanimate object. But it's not a shoe. It's not a shoe. You would find them in the home. You can find lots of things in a home, mate. That is true. These days, practically everything's available in the I'm home. I'm looking around my room. I've got an iron board, a, an <laughs> iron. It could be iron. <laughs> um, you wouldn't know cat, dog, or... I'm going to say, I'm going to throw it out there. It's not going to be right. Toaster. It's pencil. But pencil. Toast, toaster would make perfect sense. Um, <laughs> and in the way the gag is, is kind of set up, I think that would have been would have been fine. Question three. How does Niles describe his marriage after he finds out that Maris rejected Gunnar? Gunnar. I don't know how to say it. Oh, God. Um... He uses one word to describe his marriage when he gets the news that he wants. Oh. Hmm. oh, it started so well, didn't it, today? <laughs> oh, you've still put in a very good shift here. Um, mm. See, I've got no excuse. I watched this this morning. Um, <laughs> and I can't... See, the thing was, the last scene, I loved the last scene so much, I didn't want to take notes, so I just enjoyed Everything it. It leads into one and as well, yeah. If I don't write stuff down, I don't tend to remember it. Mm. Um, oh, he... Does he just say comfortable marriage, or...? A comfortable marriage. <laughs> marriage, no. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I was thinking of, is that line. Like, and he wants to do something, but he's trapped in a, in a steady but comfortable marriage. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not that, I'm afraid, though. That would have been brilliant. It's whole. It describes whole. his marriage as whole, which is quite sweet, really. Um, and I've got two questions from Missy for you here, Kate. Okay. So what type of ship were Niles and Martin building according to the name on the box? Right, on the box, right, it said something like a clipper cross or something like that. A clipper class, that's what I was looking for. Um, Um, But then they were discussing about frigates and, was it brigantines, I think? Brigantine, yeah. So, Um, I've no idea. (laughs) Clipper class is right, you were fairly spot on. Um, Niles reads schooner in the instructions, but the box says clipper, according to, uh, to Missy there. Um, okay, and finally, there are four things that are okay for Martin, but are not for Frasier. What are they? Right, well, one of them is going to be women. 
I think, because like the ro women that um, Roz tries to set, it's okay for Roz to set a Martin up with women, but not Frasier. Are we counting Bl that as one? Blind dates, yeah. yeah so blind dates. I, it's blind dates specifically. Um, and then and then Frasier says the three others as he's leaving the booth. Okay, one was about something to do with giant trucks, like a truck rally or something like Chuck that. Trucks that roll over smaller ones, yeah. And I think these, I think beer. It's domestic another. beer, but beer is good enough beer. for me. Beer and good. I have no idea if the other one. The other um, one, super, super broad. Games with balls. Um, games with balls. <laughs> games with balls. Those are the four things okay for Martin. Um, but yeah, what a showing for Trivia Corner this week. Um, thank you for your questions, Key. Thank you, MK. Thank you, Corey. Uh, thank you, ha Hamish, rather. Um, and thank you, Missy and Niall, as well. So that was a lot of, a lot of good trivia this week. Um, back with a bang after a week out. Um, shall we hop into the review, Key? Let's do it, mate. Excellent. Can you tell what the animation watch was this place? I this think is it is it fireworks? Yes it is. Kind of kind of festive. Yeah, I was festive. thinking that. It feels yeah. a bit new year y we're almost there. It does. I feel I feel quite Christmassy recording the fact that it's the new environment today, like on Zoom. I've got my cup of tea. And you've got dark very festive. Out. You've got Thank like a you. nice white sort of jumper on. Cream jumper on. Yeah, if I post any of the screenshots I've been taking to social media, people will see the jumper I'm wearing. Okay, so literally the first bullet point I've just put Gretchen feel like it's a pretty classic KACL call in name. I feel like a lot of people phone in with names like that. And some bumps and it's going on. Um, to, um, obviously, we have as well Roz's Cosmo, as in the magazine, style ultimatum um, of, you know, offer him the, the good meal or the, 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 the healthy meal. Well, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on, on Roz's advice here? To an extent, it's kind of right. It kind <laughs> of works. Um, I think... It's not. I think I wouldn't necessarily say that if the man shoot right. I'm, I'm going to be careful because I'm going to get myself in trouble here. Um, yeah, man. Don't don't it's... forget the, the Miss Honey's painting, uh, Honey <laughs> Snow rather, the Hoovering debacle. I, I I feel. I mean, I love that with age. At least I've I've made, I've not stopped putting my foot in in my mouth at age, but. I, I have learned to appreciate I'm about to screw up here. And I, still, <laughs> I still do. It doesn't stop me. But doesn't I, stop I, learned, I know when it's coming. Um, I, I feel like this is something Cosmo would do for like, is your man still interested in, in you? Is this a spark still in your relationship? Mm. Like, is he still really making an effort or has he just settled in, into a slobby middle age life into you know. a comfortable maris um, yeah a nice a steady but comfortable maris <laughs> yeah i mean i i do love Roz's his moment here i think she's she's kind of doling out some of her classic classic sage advice um i love frazier's you know one of the world's leading bumps and experts it's just absolutely amazing um and then this follow-up from kelsey from frazier when he says you know, when it's advice like that that makes you wish there was a law against two or more two or more women gathering at a water cooler. I mean, yeah. that is so, that line killed me, man. The, the, I love the show, obviously, but there, there aren't that many lines that make me laugh out loud when we watch it. It's more just like a smile, a comforting smile. That line makes me laugh out loud. Um, yeah, I mean, I think once you've seen, particularly the earlier episodes, so 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 many times, the laugh out louds become rarer. You do get to the stage, it's sort of a little chuckle or a little smile. But this episode in particular, and the last scene in particular, still can make me laugh out loud. Um, yeah. It's such a strong episode. I'm a big fan. Noel swinging on the chandelier, I think, is just like, oh, you know. David Hyde Pierce is physical acting in that final scene. I mean, just him on the piano. Uh, the the, the thrusting. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Um, 
I mean, the, the B plot of them, we have to, after we have like KCL and we have the moments that we've just discussed in the trivia, um, we have like the B plot essentially of the episode. For well, it's all, it's around for five minutes, which is the, the building the ship. Um, I don't know why, but this whole set piece is really appealing to me. Like, I, I wish there were more little things like this where they were just kind of Nars and, and Martin or Fraser and Martin bonding over building something. Um, I mean, have you ever been big on kind of airfix kits and model construction? Because it's not something I've ever really dabbled in. Um, I've done it once. Mm. I built what a did Formula, you build? Formula One car. Oh my god! Are they like famously hard? Uh, well, when I say I built it, what, what I mean is that I was going to. I got uh, I got a headache from the the glue fumes and oh got my sick because I was very bad at it. I was wow. like, um, Granddad, can you just finish this off for me? <laughs> and when I say finish it off, I mean I'd left. I, I'd put maybe one piece together. I needed the rest. Wow, my God! So you literally got um, high building a Formula One car. Pretty much, yeah. It wasn't, Man. but they are so expensive, and I feel like all of the Airfix models are pretty much the same. If you're not into World War Two planes or classic cars, yeah. there's not that much out there for you in the world of Airfix. <laughs> I mean, you get the magazines as well, where it's like you know, over the course of a hundred issues, you build like oh, you know yeah. uh, the H. HMS Victory. There's, there's one I always really wanted. It was like, um, over the course of 100 things, you build like a complete working solar system, and it always looks so cool. Oh, man. But it was like seven quid a magazine. I was like, not doing that. When you like, break down what that 100 issues at 7 99 you're like, you spent 800 quid to build this thing. Like, yeah. it's nuts. I mean, I used to collect them loads as a kid, like James Bond magazines, Jackie Chan magazines, The oh, Simpsons Jackie magazines. Simpsons. Um, you I, can't yeah. get them for love nor money these days. You can't. You can't find them. And I love them. Um, you got like the little amulets, the medallions with Jackie Chan, didn't you, mm. as well? And then like the briefcase to keep them all in. And oh, unreal. Um, so then, obviously, the line that I couldn't remember in the quiz, you'll get your hands on that at step six, step 16 and not a moment sooner. Daphne knows an awful lot about ships here. Um, perhaps suspiciously so. What do you make of her, her, her maritime knowledge? Yeah, it's a bit... Like, I mean, I suppose she did grow up with a lot of brothers, but... Hmm. I mean, I'm a. I I grew up with a brother, and I ain't got a bloody clue what a frigate and a schooner is. So. It's just when you don't give a damn anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it does seem a bit. Again, it's another episode where Daphne just has precious little to do. Um, <laughs> precious little is right, man. You know, it's she's doing more physical therapy than she's got lines generally. <laughs> she's not doing much. Um, um, but yeah. it is. It's a really nice sort of family coming together moment, and and. I'm I'm looking for Christmas parallels because of when we're recording this. And it does feel if this was in a Christmas episode, it'd feel quite Christmassy. It would not um, feel out of place at all, would it? Yeah. It just it's not a not a Christmas episode. No, so. I, I I have a weird thing actually where I kind of arbitrarily decide things are Christmassy in my own life because I have an oh, association God. with them. Yeah. Um so for example, there's like a game that we, we used to play a lot on PC. Anyone out there who plays games, there's a few listeners that do. Uh it's civilization. Um it's like a really good turn-based strategy game very chill um and we used to play that always around christmas so i just assume that now that to me is a christmas game um i've got nothing to go on there but yeah um you know i, I see what you, i like what you're doing i think it could be very in place in a christmas episode i mean yeah i mean i i did watch merry christmas mrs moskowitz last night oh my um, god you did which oh Jesus! <laughs> that line, that's my, that could be arguably my favourite line, the whole run of Frasier. It's just. That one, I was saying, uh, next year in Jerusalem. It's <laughs> <Yes. laughs> so good. Um, so I've got written down, is this Niles now? He's talking about a musty smell. Um, he says, it's got rid of me like a musty smell. 
Um, is that when he's on about the smell of the glow? No, he, or... sa- he says um, he's he's comparing someone or something to a musty smell, like someone outstaying their welcome or or oh yeah Maris like oh yeah because yeah i think fraser said oh maris wanted you out the house then i and he went oh yeah like a musty smell like um, a musty smell i mean key you know yeah. what question's coming next what in in your day and day-to-day life is the worst smell i mean what 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 are you particularly repelled by i've got an answer here and it's nothing gross for listeners it's it's got it doesn't involve the bathroom so um <laughs> like it, on like bin collection day just before i go to put the bin out that's never pleasant that's not like, nice. It's, no. it's not a nice smell. No. It, it prompts me into action, shall we say. <laughs> Do you ever like, leave cheese in a bin or something as well, or milk, and it starts to go? That That is like... It's, the yeah. whole downstairs of the house just blows up. Um, but what, what mine is, is when I leave my football boots after a particularly rainy match in the boot of the car... Um, because there was one period, and, and bibs, there was one period in my life where every time I got in the car, it smelled like death in there. And I was like, what's happening? And I opened the boot and realized it was the, the bibs and, the, and the, the football boots. And you have never smelled anything like it. It was honestly like they, they could have walked across the drive. Um, I, I love that you say, right? Oh, it smelled like death in that car. I just picture your family, I don't know why, just going to an undertaker's and walking in and goes, it smells like Will's car in here. <laughs> Fortunately, I didn't subject them to the smell. Um, I think they might have got a whiff just in passing, you know, going past the windows. Um, but yeah, that was that was pretty intense. So we now learn in the apartment that Maris is fencing uh, for some reason. You know, she's very slight. Maybe she's particularly adept at it um, with someone from Bavaria. Um and I just the way Nas is like you're full of questions I've already given answers to and Fraser's just like am I, am I? <laughs> the way the way he says that um, and then and then he's like Maris has been learning German and Martin's like uh, just when you thought she couldn't get any cuddlier um, I mean this reminds me kind of I'm not I'm not like German bashing here German shepherds the dog like you know they're a very popular breed um, people love them but I just see them and I just think. That is like a war dog, a guard dog. Like, I can't see the love there. It's weird because if you see like a really fluffy German Shepherd with like long fur and stuff, it is quite, it looks quite cuddly. Yeah. But I do always imagine that I'm running over a muddy field and they're chasing me. (laughs) (laughs) And you're you're coming to a a cyclone fence and you can't, you can't climb (laughs) it. (laughs) Um, No, like whenever, I mean, I obviously follow, you know, um, as you all know, John Terry on Instagram for those listening, you know, a bit of a, kind of English football royalty. Uh, he's, you know, got a lot of money. He posts a lot of stuff at his house. And he was getting a guard dog trained and stuff. And so I've just seen footage of them, like, you know, just diving on him, like the, the trainers yeah. with the things on their arm. I was like, come on, man. I, you know. I just had a vision. I mean, do you remember the episode of The Simpsons where um, the Shelby Villians steal the lemon tree and it's they one break of my in favorite episodes. to get it back? And Homer, I think, throws meat. The dog just eats it and carries on running. <laughs> and he's like, hurry, boy. He's got the taste for meat now. <laughs> and I just have a vision of me and you being chased by German shepherds and you shouting that line. Oh, my God. I forgot about that line. Is that the same episode where Ned can't fire up the RV because Homer's got the turkeys on in the back? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> boy, they've got the taste of meat. God almighty, that's killed me, man. I love that episode so much. Um, I mean, I, I my, literally my next bullet point is just says so many strong lines already in this ep. I do think from the get-go, there are tons of really good lines in this episode. Um, but we've already quoted about four or five. I just think it's so, so strong. Um, and like, I mean, case in point, probably the best line of the episode to me 
Martin saying, no, they're inner city kids trying to work their way out of the ghetto with nothing more than a foil and a dream. I just think it's just amazing. Are you are you a little bit impressed that Martin knows it's called like a foil? Very. I'd be impressed. I've yeah. I've done a tiny bit of fencing, and even I would forget that it was called a foil. You've done a bit of fencing. You can't I, just I, say that and I, stop talking. I, I was in a, a play once. Um, I was in Macbeth, yeah. and the for the fighting scenes, my my drama teacher made us all do a little bit of fencing to to make sure we were nice and sharp when oh we were through my, fencing. Yeah, a little pun intended there. Yeah. Um, wow. I am not good at fencing. Is what we've learned. What we've learned is if we was back in the day, I mean, you were being conscripted into like our Lord's Army or something. <laughs> I I was the first dead, basically. Wow. Um, I mean, I went growing up as a kid. Um, I really, I really liked the look of fencing. I was like, oh, this, this looks quite fun. But it was just, I think, translating from watching Lord of the Rings and stuff, and you it's, know, seeing people fight. So hot in fencing gear. Yeah. Mm. Like you are dripping sweat. It's absolutely boiling. Jesus. Like because you got the helmet on and all the gear, and it's just it's roasting. And the helmet is so sick, though, isn't it? Like it looks good. Yeah, it does look, look good. awesome in the in the fence. <laughs> I might just buy one just to wear around the house. Um, you know, I'm never gonna fence. It's uh, I think it's a wealthy person sport fencing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've got well, obviously that's the the gag. Hey, if Maris is doing it, but I, I don't even know what a rate would be in real life. But I can't imagine it's uh, it's particularly cheap. Gretchen rings back now at KSCL and is obviously distraught and kind of Frazier's trying to tease a bit more out of her. The yeah, way he's... he's kind of speaking and stops mid-sentence and goes, Guna! <laughs> like, yeah. Just absolutely amazing. What were you going to say? I was going to say, I love just how invested Frazier is, is at this stage because he's got like the guy whose girlfriend is actually his sister on the other line. He's like, no, no, no. We'll go back to them later. I, I didn't even remember that. I forgot that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Roz, I think, starts by saying, get this, the guy on line three just found out his girlfriend is his long-lost sister. Oh, my God. And then she goes, oh, and that German woman's on the other line. And he wants, he wants, he wants Gretchen first. And I just love how into it he is that he's, you know, he's, when, um, does Gretchen say that? He says, Gretchen says something, and he turns around and goes, oh, and when were you going to tell us that, Gretchen? Come on, stop holding out on us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he really love, gets annoyed. Yeah, just, I love how into it he is. He's fully on the case at this stage. He really is. Um, I just, yeah, we, we have the, the way he says Gunnar kills me, but then we have, like, the great, not quite human woman um, line. I think Kelsey's amazing there. And then the, the skin as white as Bratverse, which we've already talked about. Um, we don't need to go into any more detail on that, but... Have you ever had curry versed key? Are you familiar with curry versed is? I have not heard of it before this moment. It, it, it's everywhere in Germany. It's the it's like the equivalent of like a you know a hot dog stand in New York or something um, in Berlin, and it's literally like a bratwurst sliced up loads, covered in a really lovely red curry sauce, loads of uh, like curry powder on the top, and chips. Fast food, terrible for you, amazing. Um, and we, that's practically all we lived on when we were like, did a little interrail around Germany, but um, so, so good. But yeah, I'm not going to get bogged down in German sausage, don't worry. Uh, what, what a line for the show that is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they actually, no. Okay, I'm going to have to change my favorite line for this episode because this one I remember all the time and I was waiting for it all episode when Fraser describes himself being a master of dialects. 
Um, and he says, I know it's a, a glottal quality to the occlusion of your diphthongs. And the way Roz kind of rolls her eyes, just amazing. I just, I love the way that when Fraser doesn't get what he wants, he reacts in this moment. Like when he goes, are there any children? She goes, no. And he's, oh, damn. Damn. <laughs> still, still, it must be a clean break. He must um, and then again, when, when she like, he's, he's talking about the dialects and she says, but I'm from Austria. He's like, well, look, do you want to split hairs or do you want your husband back? Go <laughs> with me on this. I, just, I, love it. I mean, I did a brief uh, language module in my first year of undergrad. So we did all stuff about the glottal stop, what a diphthong is. I couldn't tell you what they are now. Um, a glottal stop is almost like a, it's like an almost unpronounceable sound that we make in everyday speech. Um, I mean, I'm a dip. I mean, I'm I'm not you know a particularly risque guy, but I think they sell those in Ann Summers, don't they? A dip, a dip thong. <laughs> a dip thong. Yeah. If anyone wants a Christmas gift for your significant other, <laughs> look no further than the dip thong. Um, amazing. And then and then another commercial here. And like Ross is like another commercial. And he just throws the tape in. Just so good. Um, I just another kind of waxing lyrically in my own notes, but I just think the whole set piece in KSL is so tight. Um, the writing is so good. It's really fast-paced as well. Like the fight at the end is obviously very fast-paced, but even in KSEL, it's it's really quick tempo as well. This this episode doesn't really let up. I don't think it just works no, so well. It's so tight from start to finish. Mm. Not a second is wasted. Every line is either funny or progresses the plot. Yeah, it's such a strong, strong episode. It's so tight. Um, you could run out of plaudits for it. It's just, it's it's really, really strong from start to finish. There's not a wasted second. It's definitely going to be in some top tens from either listeners or me or you. We don't know yet. Um, but I, this has got to be in some top tens. Um, I mean, <laughs> we now cut to the insane sensory deprivation tank yes. that Niles is inside. Part of me, again, they could do this on The Simpsons and when Homer and Lisa get in them. Um, I've always wanted to go in one of these. Um, I just think they look terrifying because the idea is you're like suspended, aren't you? Like a saline solution to the point where you don't feel any stimulus at all. So there's yeah. no sight, sound, anything. So I, part of me scared the brain would just kind of like implode. Um, <laughs> would you ever want to go in one of these? A little bit. I'd be interested to see because I imagine your imagination would sort of run wild and you'd make stuff up. And mm. I, I think it'd be really interesting because am I right in thinking that Niles and Maris end this episode together in the sensory? It doesn't look that big. Um, um, but I don't think much is going to get deprived in that particular <laughs> scene. <laughs> sensory overload tank. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what it quickly becomes. Um, I mean, I don't want to go near one after them. I'm not following them into it. Oh, but... my God, no. You want Marta to give it a full clean down <laughs> after uh, whatever, after Niles replenishes his body. <laughs> um, I've got to replenish my body. Replenish my body. A lot of energy. Why doesn't Niles respond when, when Fraser says, Maris, I know you're in there? Like, do you think he's I... waiting to see what Fraser does? Or is it just a bit with suspending our disbelief a bit here and he really should have said? I, I find it strange. I mean, I can understand towards the end and he starts to think, hey, up is something going... I'm, I'm, I mean, Nas, I don't think he's ever thought the words A up in his life. A up, A up, lad. A up, lad. Um, <laughs> but I do, I think that once he starts thinking there could be something going on here, hmm. there's a part of you that would keep quiet to make sure you hear it. But that doesn't make sense right at the start when Frasier first comes in and he's like, Maris, we need to talk. Like, why, why would he be quiet at that stage? He would just be like, oh, it's me in here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, um, it's, it, it's a weird one. So um, no, it's, it is. It makes more sense as it goes along, but right at the start, I'm not sure why he didn't 
um, didn't respond yeah. to Frazier. I think it is a bit of a suspension of disbelief a little bit. Um, obviously, you know, Niles finds out at this point, well, he thinks he finds out that um, that Maris is having the affair because Frazier's gone to speak to her, uh, to speak to him. But then when they're back in the apartment, I, I really love like Martin and Frazier just kind of being there for him. The way he kind of comes in, he's like, you know, he's gonna, he's a sensitive kid. Um, he's, he's always kind of reacted badly to this kind of thing. And just the way Niles walks in, obviously distraught. But it's really nice that they're both there to kind of like, you know, there's no jokes at that point, even though Niles is a bit kind of distraught and pathetic. It's yeah, nice. and it's so paternal from Martin because before he comes in, he's saying, you know, we need to be a bit, we can't like modicoddle him because then he'll just break down. We need to be a bit tough on him. We need to, you know, um, but then they see him and just straight away, they just go and hug him. And it's really a really beautiful moment because mm. it just shows just fundamentally, I think, how both, how much both of them care about Niles. Yeah. In the, you know, they, they, they think, oh, well, we could be hard on him. This might be best for him. But all they want to do is be there for him. And at the end of the day, as soon as he walks in, they just go straight to him. And it's really, I think, really, really beautiful moment, actually. Oh, I think so. Um, again, the episode just kind of balances that really well. Um, kind of the, fam- the family aspect and also the, you know, the humor and levity later. Um, I mean, and even, Fra- sorry, you go. So I was going to say, I've just had another thought. Of course, Eddie as well coming over to him and giving a little lick and putting his head on his lap. Oh yeah, um, that's really sweet, isn't it? I, it thought, is. I forgot that happened. It's the, and you and Niles kind of genuinely embraces him. I think he puts his hand on on Eddie and strokes him and things like that. It's a really nice moment that you really do see that Eddie is like one of the family, and which mm. is Niles and Fraser reject him a little bit at times. I was really going to say, you never see Niles showing any kind of love toward him. Yeah, um, unless yeah. he's trying to get something from Daphne. Unless he's putting so, liver behind his ears, yeah. <laughs> um, in which case it's, um, all, it's only love. <laughs> but um, no, really, really nice moment, I think. Yeah, completely agree. Um, this is completely undercutting all of that lovely review you just gave because now <laughs> Frasier offers a 12-year-old scotch, um, which sounds really delicious. I mean, I, I have asked you, I think, a million times, you, are you a whiskey drinker or not? Um, I don't know. How I have asked you that, haven't I? <laughs> I don't know, mate. I don't, I'm not are, sure you, are you a whiskey drinker, Kay? Um, I, I drink... I don't mind whiskey. If I'm offered it, I'll drink it. But it does make me quite sleepy. That is, yes, you have said that. I have I'll, asked you I before. I wouldn't be able to just sit in a bar down in whiskey after whiskey. Yeah. And, I think and that it literally might even have been two episodes ago that I asked you that. Um, but whiskey, <laughs> it's mentioned. I'm going to I'm gonna say it. Um, I'm enjoying a nice bush mills at the moment. Not while we're recording. It is 20 past four in the afternoon. Um, <laughs> but, you know, during my downtime. Um uh, just brilliant line when Frazier is kind of scurried away by Martin to go and get the, the journals that him and Lilith wrote about divorce. Um, when he says, you know, Lilith got the rest in the divorce settlement, which I just think is just amazing. Such good writing. Um, then this really weird gag where Niles almost sits on Eddie like three times. Did you notice this? That's what the gag is. He kind of goes to sit down, but Eddie's right underneath him. Then he doesn't. Then he goes to sit down again, and then he just walks off. Like, was that what the gag is meant to be? Or is it just kind of an unfortunate coincidence? I'm going to be honest with you, man. I didn't even notice that. It's really weird. I... Literally, Eddie's right on the seat cushion. And he goes to sit down, and then he stops, and there's a laugh track. He says, no, wait a minute. Then he goes sit down. No, wait a minute. And like, there's a laugh track after every time. And is the joke what he's saying, or that he's almost, you know, potentially killed Eddie by sitting on his <laughs> tiny body, dog. you know, on his tiny little body? What's that? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'll have to go back and have a look. It's really odd. Um, yeah, I've, I only noticed it this time around. I've seen this episode a fair bit, but um, yeah, funny one. Now, when he he when well, he goes to. Uh, he goes to confront Gunnar on the advice of Martin. Do you do you subscribe to Martin's advice here? Do you think going and roughing him up a little bit is, is the good move for Niles? 
I mean, not when he's as big as Gunnar is. No, Gunnar's I mean, a big guy. Um, I would say I do really love, I love actually the little interaction between Martin and Niles. Um, mm. And I love um, with, with Niles as he's, as he's, he's so, he's like the an, an, antithesis of what you expect, like a real macho hero to be. He's the exact opposite. And um, I just love it as he's walking out. He's, I'm pumped. I'm psyched, and I'm fairly certain I just swallowed an entire twist of lemon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's be honest, Niles is not beating Gunnar in a fair he's fight. He's not, is he? But any day of the week, the sword saying that the sword fight's quite close. Um, admittedly, the choreography is limited. They're both just kind of going slash parry, slash parry, like yeah. over and over again. Um, but it's it's a fairly even match, I thought, in the sword like, fight. I feel Gunnar's always comfortable. He's just toying with them. <laughs> he does get the other hand. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any real stage where Gunnar's on the back front or the back foot. Yeah. Um, but I do I, love, I mean, I don't want to jump ahead because I know it's the next scene. I just, mm -hmm. There's so many great visual moments in it. With like Niles running up the stairs and then running down the stairs and hiding behind the wall like he's in Scooby Doo. Like, I love that. <laughs> so good, he's going to run straight past him. <laughs> Which he basically does. And then Niles trying to, doesn't know what he, his plan is then to go back up the stairs. Um, weirdly, the, the Maris's mansion, the Crane mansion, would make a great Scooby Doo location for an episode. It, would, would it? it looks pure Scoobs. Um, I mean, I'm a big Scooby-Doo fan as well. And another one I love is when he, he smashes the vase and they both just stop for a moment. Gunnar apologizes. Oh, nice. Says, oh, well, nice going. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, I mean, just before they start the fight, obviously he goes he goes to the the mansion on, on Martin's advice. He, he uses the phrase swimmers build again. He uses this quite a lot. Like he says to Fraser in a different episode, you're jealous of my strong jaw and swimmers build. Um, are we meant to believe Niles goes swimming? Or is this a naturally occurring build that he doesn't really take care of? Because he doesn't do any kind of exercise and yet, you know, he's in shape. I don't think Niles goes swimming. I can't imagine Niles going swimming. I don't swimming. think he does. No. Um, I feel like Niles is t would be too self-conscious to go swimming. I don't imagine he's the sort of bloke who'd be rocking around in his speedos in a public area <laughs> i don't think he would um, um or he'd be worried about like picking stuff up from the bowl and, and what he's going to catch oh man oh, i'm worried about that i hate public swimming baths i think they're disgusting yeah. man scare me to death you're just walking across people's discarded wrappers and hair and yeah I, mean, I don't think i've been to a swimming pool in over well over a decade oh likewise I, likewise yeah. Um, other than like on holiday and stuff, which is, is is different, but um, part of me would like to get back into swimming, but yeah, it's certainly not kind of the best time I, to be doing that. I think I really like swimming, it's just I don't like going to the pool and yeah, I don't have any pub anywhere else to swim. So. I know, man, it's just <laughs> like a bath and tether myself in the bath, yeah, and then like you know, <laughs> perfect. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I love this line now from from Mar uh, from Frage when they're trying to translate with Marta. And he's like, uh, it seems she worked for a, a German family who should have been Guatemala just after the war. And his eyes, <laughs> when he rolls his eyes. Again, Frey's just had a few of these, like Gunnar and, and this, some of his lines this episode. Um, but yeah, that line is kind of a bit scary as well. I think that's genuinely a bit creepy. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, my eye goes straight to Hitler. I mean, that's, I'm not. That, that's I'm what's not happening. Yeah. I'm not thinking any like high-ranking Nazi. I'm thinking straight the top dog and Marta, <laughs> which is. <laughs> um, um, I mean, well, if Hitler in in Frazier's universe didn't kill himself and escaped to Guatemala, yeah, that um, definitely then, could have happened. And Marta wow. was there to pick up the pieces and clean 
fold his underwear. But We're creating a really happening. dark mythology now, aren't we? Like, we are. in the Frasier universe. I mean, how many Simpsons references can I get in? There isn't, obviously, this uh, Hitler appears in one episode of The Simpsons where he's just sort of walking around going, I am a Newton, I am a Newton. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, never apologize for getting a Simpsons reference <laughs> to the episode, please. Um, one of probably the best lines of the show, um, generally, in, in kind of most people's consensus is you know uh, yes that's just what we need Nars, oh. a fourth language um, this is so how do so you good. write stuff that well is it's beyond me um did they think okay we're gonna get fencing in maybe he said you know i i, I just don't understand how, how they can arrive at this gag it's it's so watertight and and it's not even like they've set it up just for this gag because it works so well without this line as, as yeah. brilliant as this line is the rest of the scene, if you've got a guy speaking in English, he gets translated to what I think is Spanish or Guatemala. I, is, is Guatemalan just the same as Spanish? In terms they of they probably speak similar? Spanish or Portuguese, yeah. Um, so, And then he gets translated from that to German and then all the way back again. And that in itself is so, so funny. And the way they do it, particularly when they've got words which are like the same. And even just like grunts, like they're <laughs> almost like... Ugh. <laughs> just they're all grunting the same thing it's amazing it's um, absolutely amazing so it's not it's clearly not been done i think just for that joke but it's just so so well done and the joke is magnificent as a joke it it's fantastic it's so good i'd love to know who got credit for writing that one in the uh in the writer's room um i'm wondering if it was joe keenan i don't know if he actually wrote this episode i can quickly check on ksr this was written by chuck ranberg and Anne flett giordano um i think uh and not directed by james burroughs who normally directs them and that was a quiz question a few weeks ago um and this yeah, one actually won the emmy for outstanding writing for a comedy series wow yes so, it did shout out to ann and chuck they did a great job they really did this is obviously a very highly highly thought of episode um that's that's really good news um yeah i know i know fraser won like 36 emmys but i actually don't know when and, and how or who i don't know if many episodes won um won oh, awards yeah. or not I pay surprisingly little attention to award shows and award results. Oh, do you? I'd, I'd be if you if you asked me the last like ten Oscar winners for best picture, I wouldn't have. A, I'd really struggle. Oh man, I'm like a bit of a nerd. It's just like that. I, I love, remember one, I love Oscars. One year was like there was a. It was either Moonlight or La La Land, and whatever one it was, they got the other the wrong way around. Yeah. Um, I think Moonlight was the actual winner. Moonlight was the actual winner, but they announced yeah. La La Land. Yeah. But other than that, I haven't got a clue. That That's was iconic, cool. that was. It was Warren Beatty and um I don't know who the um who the actress with him on, on stage was. But yeah, he, he had been given a card that said it was the, the Emma Stone had won for best actress basically for La La Land earlier in the show. So he'd just been given that card again by accident, so he opened it. And it would have said Emma Stone on it in big words, but he just saw lot for, for La La Land and he just read that out. Um but yeah, it was kind of sucked man it robbed moonlight of their their moment in the in the in the spotlight was it was it worked out the same day or was it like the next day they worked it out or no literally on the stage um they they called them up and someone from la la land looks at the envelope and says no they've got this wrong moonlight you would oh god and then everyone has to leave the stage and then everyone goes nuts and then moonlight came up on stage but yeah it was crazy um and only like two or three years ago but I get a huge kind of algorithm um, thing going on YouTube where they just, the speeches, you know, like Matthew McConaughey, acceptance speech, DiCaprio, acceptance speech. Um, I end up just getting down a rabbit hole of watching those and I'm procrastinating at work and it's so easy to just keep watching them. Um, so, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I appreciate that you don't like award shows because they're pretty tacky, but... You like the Seabees, though, don't you, Kay? Oh, I love the Seabees, yeah. It's just that the they go... I mean, I think one, when you've had Kennedy Verling, you, no, no one else is sour taste. Um, and two, they just they go on a little bit long. It's oh, just, I only watch the highlights. I would never watch a full, full one. I mean, I've never, ever heard anyone, whether it's, like, Oscars or whether it's just day-to-day awards and all that, I've never heard anyone give an acceptance speech and people go, hmm, it's a bit short, actually. Could have been a bit longer. No, that's never happened, okay? No. Keep it brief. Just say, thanks, everyone. Really pleased. All the best. Did you ever see Joe Pesci's for Goodfellas when he won for Goodfellas? I, I did not. <laughs> he literally just says, thank you. He comes on stage and goes, thank you, and then leaves. <laughs> that's it. Two words. And um, then did uh, Macaulay Culkin like, just chase him. <laughs> <laughs> then a giant swinging can of paint hit him as he was going down the stairs. <laughs> um, a great line from Frasier here. And he's like, he probably, he's probably born with a sword in his hand. He probably performed his own cesarean. Yes. Um, which is amazing. And, and Nas' reaction is like, oh my God, he's going to kill me. <laughs> he's going to kill me. He's going to kill me. I mean, I don't really have any bullet points for this conclusion. But I mean, just talk us through some of your favorite moments from this fight. Because it's so, so oh. good. I love so, so much of this. Like So much. I mean, one, again, we've, we've already mentioned it, but them smashing the bars, and the way they both just stop and go to inspect it. And they <laughs> like, that was nice, wasn't it? Oh, and then nice realise they're in a fight and so carry on again. Yeah. The the visual of... I mean, before that even, actually, um, the visual of, of Niles jumping onto like the sofa... And as it falling down, he sort of just rides it like a surfboard. Really nicely choreographed, that isn't it? It's a really, I think that's quite. It's it's very visceral. You really do remember it. It's a, very cinematic, kind of a flair, is it? I feel like I've seen it done. Yeah, and it's it's really nicely done, actually. I really, and I think you really do remember it. Mm. Um, you've then got, of course, Niles running up the stairs. <laughs> Well, you, you hear them fighting up the stairs, mm. and then you just hear the sounds of the two swords hitting each other. And then Niall was right, just sort of jogging down again. Hiding behind them all very Scooby-Doo-esque, as Scooby-Doo catches them again. Niall's then jumping on the piano. And, oh uh, and the shimmying. The thrust, oh, it's lovely, isn't it? It's just, so good. Um, and while he's doing it, he's getting very confident. He's swishing the sword around, only for the sword to go flying. <laughs> God, he's disarmed himself. <laughs> And and then the final bit is just so so clever with the whole translations and the 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 Chinese whispers in a way of the, the mistranslations mm. and him going no he did not steal your shoes your shoes <laughs> I may have mistranslated <laughs> oh honestly yeah I completely agree with everything you've just said in terms of the, my favorite set pieces it's got to be the piano or the the, the sofa. The sofa jump, which I just feel, yeah, it feels like something's been borrowed from some kind of iconic cinematic imagery, but it's just so good. Um, yeah. I just, I love as well. Then when when he sat down, he's like, um, oh, she's irresistible, and they all just go irresistible, irresistible, <laughs> and then just the grunts, just, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> just, there's no need for the translation, but the fact that all. All of them do it. It's just so, so good. I love it. Just phrase you go, here is Steve. Like, <laughs> like, are you sure? And um, then just, and also Niles is, it's very, it's quite heartwarming. I mean, as much mm. as we talk about Niles and Maris's relationship and the flaws within it, when they do go, she, 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 she rejected him. She loves Niles. It, it is a very sweet moment. It's like, yeah. she loves me. It's, she loves me. You know, it, it's very, very sweet. And, and then immediately, 
you get obviously Niles runs off and goes, give him five minutes and tell him he's fired. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then of course you have the Gretchen misunderstanding which starts. It's just as as comedy shows go, I think that last scene when when they're in Niles's house, it's as it's up there with anything. It mm. it holds it holds its own against any comedic scene in a twenty minute sitcom. Yeah. Um it's just it's it's so, so, so good. I think you're completely right. Um, it just—it's it, a phenomenal episode. Um, the conclusion—the conclusion's so so good. It's probably what made it win the Emmy, to be honest, because the set piece is just so good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, my last bullet point was just heartwarming conclusion, which you've, you've touched on far better than I. Um, and I do, I do think it's a nice way to bring things to a close because you have kind of like up and down in this episode. It's kind of like farce, sentiment, farce, sentiment. And then, you know, you're kind of back and forth all the way, almost a bit like a sword fight. And then at the end, you have the, the kind of heartwarming conclusion. Um, is this episode in your top 10, Key? Oh, well. well oh, well, my well. goodness. Do I need to get the bugles out? I mean, let's. I mean, the, am I right in thinking this is the last episode we're going to record in 2020? Or. Uh, have we got one possibly. just before New Year's, possibly? Possibly. Um, the next time we would normally record would be if there's Boxing Day and then 27th is a Sunday. Um, I mean, we might we could do something in the week. So I couldn't say for certain. I couldn't say for certain. But okay, well, just in case, mm-hmm. let's end the year strong. Mm. We've got a top 10. Oh, there it is. Man. I had a feeling it would be in your top 10. You've oh, been singing its praises. I absolutely love it. As an episode. Oh, it's, just, it's that last scene. I could watch that last scene. It, I mean, I watched this this morning. If you put this episode on now, I'd still be laughing. Yeah. Um, just a few hours later. It's so, so good. And it's just... Every, everything's strong about it from start to finish. Like the, At the start, it's... It builds it up really well. It builds, it progresses the story. There's not necessarily that many laughs, I don't think, in the first few scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't to say there aren't any. There's some good lines, but it just it builds it up so well. Mm. Kelsey, any other week for me, would get best actor because he does he, everything is great. He has some great lines. The, the Gunnar, he's, he's, he's back Gunnar. and forth with, with Gretchen. His translation, it's fantastic. But Niles just knocks it out of the park with so with his, that final. Scene. I think so it's absolutely cool. fantastic, brilliant, brilliant episode. Amazing! Um, I'm, I'm happy for you. It's in your top ten. That's great news. I would, I'm, as I said, I'm, I'm certain you won't be alone there with listeners. They've got to let us know. Does that mean Niles gets your actor pick of the week? He does get my actor pick. He yes. does. I, 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 sorry, I you should go. say this. I'm assuming this isn't in your top ten. Oh yeah, I didn't say that. Did uh, it's not in my top oh, ten, no. um, but it's high. It's highly regarded. Um, as in a few weeks' time, when we get to the recap, um, I'm sure it will be. It'll be up there for me. Yeah, but sadly, not in the top ten. My top ten was kind of formulated so long ago. Now it's it's just it's written into the tablet, biblical tablets. Now <laughs> I can't I can't kind of etch them out um, as much as I might like to. Um, but I've controversially, I've gone for Frasier for actor pick, um, just because he has a lot of great deliveries. He doesn't do much in terms of physical or, but I just think, yeah, a lot of his, his lines stick with me. Um, although Niles does steal this episode, it's his episode. I did. I've really liked Frasier in it. Yeah. And I think for me, any other week, Frasier has enough quality. There's a lot of weeks I think we, we watch and we think, oh, really? There's only really one contender. There's only one person we can really give it to. This is a week that any other week you could give it to Frasier. It's just a, for that last scene. That, uh, that, that thrust on the piano alone, that's that little shimmy. That's enough for Niles <laughs> to get it Incredible. Yeah, it's iconic. Um, Kennedy Burling, okay, our man on the ground. What would he make of an affair to forget? And what would he make of Gunnar and fencing? I, I think 
Kennedy Burning was actually going ass fencing instructor as a boy. He taught him everything he knows. Yeah, he was there. He was there at the birth, like um, putting the defensing sword into the baby's hand and making him cut his own um, umbilical, umbilical cord. Yeah. Oh my god! I heard that he actually performed the cesarean by just like Zorro carving a Z. It was just a K and then a Kennedy and then out comes Gunnar and then his prodigy was, was born. Um, Love it. <laughs> but yeah, thank you, Key. No further explanations needed. Thanks for sharing Kennedy's thoughts. All I've got now, Key, before we go to listen to mail is to play Who's Crying Is It Anyway? And I've got my word for you this week. It's a single word. And as far as I'm aware, I'm going to check now, it's not used at any other point in the episode. And it is Confirms. Who says Confirms? Oh, God. In this episode. And I have just checked. It is only used once. It confirms. Confirms. Someone says confirms. Oh, God. I've got no idea. It's such Absolutely a hard one, actually. No I've, been really, I've been really hard here. This is really harsh. Um, It could be anyone in the episode. Anyone in the episode. Anyone who has a speaking part in the episode. Hmm. My first thought, and I don't know why, because I've not got... Usually I have an idea of context and try and place it. Mm-hmm. I've... I've got not got a clue. I'm, You've got nothing I, to go on here. There's something in my head saying it could be either Fraser or Roz. Mm. And now, and now I can actually see your face as I've come up with these ideas. So I'm trying <laughs> to read every line on your face. Keep see. reading, friend. There's You're not going to get anything from me. There was a slight smile as I said Fraser or Roz, as though you knew I was going in the wrong direction. Mm, not necessarily, mate. Not necessarily. Oh. Maybe it was a smile of recognition that you were soon to be right. <laughs> I don't think that happens. <laughs> um, I don't know why. I'm thinking it could be something to do with a blind date, maybe. Like, oh, she mm. confirmed. It's confirm. It's not like confirm or confirmed. It's confirms. Plural. It's confirms plural. That's what's strange. It's not about a word it. that comes up often, is it? Confirms. She Conf- confirms. She confirmed. Um. Mm. Oh, we got. Okay, I don't have a clue. So I'm just gonna guess. And I'm gonna say it's either Fraser or Roz. And I'm gonna say it is Roz. It's not Ross. <laughs> it's it's not Frasier. It's the absolute judgment in your face. But it's not Ross. It, it is Daphne. And this is the little exchange. So your brothers built a lot of models? No, actually, I suspect they just sniffed a lot of glue. Well, that can cause brain damage. Well, that, that confirms it. Um, which not much a... gets made of, actually. The two of them going into the powder room would normally be like a plot point you know what I mean yeah. like Frasier and Martin discussing it or something um, but yeah sorry Key bit of oh, a tough one got this it. Got bit it. of a tough one um, listener mail should we hop over to there yeah Roz who's our next caller okay so listener mail we had quite a lot uh, come through this week um, after Key and I well mainly me have just spent a long time trying to figure out actually which ones I'm supposed to read out this week uh, K3 R3 G3 um, responding to me he's the mod of the Fraser subreddit he's been very supportive of the of the podcast over the years uh, he put I've got to read the upcoming episode so I can ask a question ahead of time missed this one would have liked to ask about Kari how her voice is really different on the phone and in person I think they use two different actors Next time, if you like touching on inconsistencies, the often brought up Frasier not knowing German with Gunther, but then knowing it later with Claire. He calls it the language of love to Claire, I think. I mean, it's definitely not the language of love. Um, I think No, German's a fascinating language for any Germans listening. Um, but I think even Germans would say it's not the language of love. Um, just like English is certainly not. Um, but yeah, that was, that was nice to hear from K3RVG3. 
you want to read out attempted high fives, Kay? Yeah, so attempted high five uh, says, uh, that multi-story chat really made me laugh. I think it's mandatory that the ones in Britain smell of wee. Oh, yeah. Though the guys that stepped out kind of gave me the West Side Story vibes. <laughs> we all know that film was a little too violent for Little, Frasier and Niles. I am indeed a she. Uh, Great Balls of Fire is sadly cut on my Rainbow Frasier set. Wow. We have Region 2 in the UK, right? We, we do. We do have Region we, 2 in the UK. We do. We do. Um, although it is a secondhand music magpie jobby. Mm. Um, very much a shock as I had usually seen the episode on Channel 4 through my parents' Sky+. Plus. Uh, you are providing wonderful company to the start of my foggy, cold, and damp Monday mornings, and I thank you for it. Only one more episode till we break for Christmas here at work, and the next one is in my top ten. Uh, the augers, spelling my classics, is showing is free. <laughs> um, also, the talk of someone picking people off secretly in a house made me think that uh, of that dark brotherhood quest in Oblivion. Will, you know the one that I mean. Oh my god, I certainly do know the, um, the, I'm oh, sorry, it's sort of Reckley had commented saying, I don't recall car parks smelling of wee. Reckley, I'm not sure which multi-story car parks you've been visiting, but you're clearly in a nice neighbourhood because they, they're prime location for people to go into the stairwells. Um, but yeah, the, the Dark Brotherhood quest, it's probably the best quest from Oblivion. And basically, you will like this, Key. Um, you get invited to a, uh, to a party at this mansion. And the idea is you all go in and you're going to get locked in there overnight and there's treasure hidden somewhere in the house and whoever finds it is going to is going to win but you're an assassin when you take up this job and everyone in that house has been paid to be killed by a really wealthy client and you have to kill them all off one by one but you can also like turn them against each other and stuff um it's very like and then there were none agatha christie style going on um but really really famous really cool brilliant uh, anything you wanted to add about multi-story car park way there okay I'm, I'm in complete agreement with you. It's not a place I'd... I, well, I try not to spend as... I, I try to spend as little time in all story car parks <laughs> as possible, generally. Car parks, yeah, car parks generally, I think, they're pretty lonesome places. Um, yeah, they kind of give me the creeps. Oligarchy reps, is, but I just discovered this podcast. I'm a huge fan, huge Fraser fan, but I don't know anyone else who watches it or knows it like I do. Um, that is a bold claim in a, in a sub of 30,000 people who like <laughs> Fraser. Um, but amazing to hear from Oligarchy reps, and uh, he or she has sent me some great messages as well, um, debunking some of the Americanisms we don't understand, and they're going to be on standby if they keep listening, they've said, to, uh, to help with those kind of things. So awesome uh next up i think it's a uh, giffers on airplane um who said uh, from the from that episode i always enjoy this look of astonished joy on niles's face right after martin lands a perfect burn on fraser he looks genuinely surprised and delighted at what he's just heard he does i'm just looking at the gif now it's the kind of classic niles phrase where he's uh, expression where his mouth is just so wide open and he just looks really shocked um and yeah he does that in a few episodes it's so good so good uh, Recklier put, it's scary to think that had this John fellow accepted the part as John Lithgow, uh, this John fellow, we would never, we never had that producer some lacrosse, David Hyde Pierce, and recommend him play Fraser's brother. Come to think of it, would the spin-off have even happened if John took the role? The rough never fails to make me laugh. That's uh, one for you, Kay. 
It's a shame Daphne's character changed from season eight. Perhaps it was the new showrunners and writers. Maybe they wanted her as more mature. Whatever the reason, I still enjoyed watching her. And contrary to what some say, I don't find her to be bitchy or mean. And a fair to forget, the choreography was so mesmerizing in that fencing scene. Definitely my favorite part of the episode. Niles swinging from the chandelier was a surprise, and the audience seemed to have the same reaction. It makes me wonder if that really was David Hyde Pierce. Possibly one of the best and funniest lines of the entire show was Fraser saying, Oh, yes, Niles, that's just what we need a fourth line. Language. Top notch Reclia, our, our what's the what was the title we gave Reclia? Um our resident waiting for Daphne to get actress week. Um still a title still very much in use now because we haven't picked her. Um next up we've got Argle Gargle Goople Goop. Nice. Thank you very much. Well, really. Um thanks for another entertaining episode, Will and Key. And nice one with the graphic. The space needle wearing a red dress is borderline spooky and thus perfect for this episode. Oh, thank you very much. Two points on my wish list for this slash future episodes. Uh, one, guess there was barely any room left in the script, but it would have been great if BB could appear here, since she did in the, in the previous CB episode. Perhaps she could have served as his bodyguard. I can certainly imagine her tearing into Mrs. Littlejohn or even Kari. <laughs> At least we will get to see her soon in a couple of episodes. We will indeed. Uh, two, it would have made for a nice bit of continuity for Kari to be part of Frasier's three-member strong <laughs> fan club. This is great. This is great. Um, which appeared after he got fired. That would have been great. Um, regarding the difference in Kari's voice. Now, this is actually, I, I looked at this comment. It's a great comment, actually. Mm. Um, regarding the difference in Kari's voice on the line and in person, perhaps they got their regular fill-in guest caller, who was Arlene Sorkin, the writer Christopher Lloyd's wife, and the lady with the monkey who appeared in the series finale to record it. And for, for some reason, didn't get the actress who played Kari to dub over the call later. Another small bother I noticed was that Daphne was measuring Martin for his tuxedo just the night before the awards show, which certainly would have been too late. Yeah. And in any event, he already would have had a tuxedo from the previous year's awards unless it shrank. Hmm, good observations. Um, think that what the writers meant to refer to when Roz mentioned the space shuttle was the Hubble Space Telescope, but that might have been a bit of a mouthful to her to zip back at Frasier. Um, to your point about Nas's I was paranoid line, um, think his emphasis was more on the I rather than the was. So I reckon he was trying to impress Cindy after she said that um, paranoid is good by pointing out that he was paranoid. Mm. Um, lastly, just to add um, some other neat pop culture references in this episode, uh, Frasier's They Like Me, They Really Like Me, um, parodied um, Sally Field's infamous acceptance speech of her second Oscar and the reference to Squeaky From from the Manson family. Apologies for the long post. I'm very much looking forward to your recap of an affair to forget. One of my favorites, and I'm sure one of yours too. Brilliant comment. And I did actually spend quite a lot of time watching the Sally Field speech, actually, um, which is kind of a bit of a Mandela effect because a lot of people seem to remember her saying they like me they really like me but she actually the line is different she says something like uh you like me right now you like me or something like that um and she was actually quoting a character from a previous film she'd been in and that was lost on everyone and so now the speech is really divisive and some people think it was extremely sweet and and natural and she was just being really like in the moment and others think it was just insanely sentimental and like saccharine and they hate it mm. so it's, it's interesting to see like watch it back yourself and you know see what you think um because she's a, she's an actor i love you know mrs doubtfire lincoln she's in all sorts uh, she's been around for a long time so um 
Yeah. Uh, thank you for that, Arkle Karkle. Uh, Cam Winston put, Wokey, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Good episode, lads, as always. Well played on the trivia, Mr. Leahy. Don't worry, I gave you his surname. That's how he knows your surname. <laughs> um, that was probably a bit alarming for you to read. I thought I had stumped you with the producer question. I guess I underestimated you. Never again. Anyway, my thoughts on the podcast episode. You mentioned wearing a scarf. I like the idea of it, but never have really adopted it in real life. However, my partner Helen knitted me one last winter, in which I've worn several times. I love that. A nice homemade one. Interesting you mentioned the women you who just appear on the screen in the red dresses reminds me of the face that appears on the wall at KACL in slow tango behind Frazier and Thomas J. Fallow. Do you, I mean, do you remember that face? I mean, that was just do, yeah. infamous. Um, so scary. So, yeah, great comment there. Um, great Balls of Fire isn't on my DVD either here in New Zealand. Surely different zones don't have different rules. Time restraint on the episode, maybe. Finally, thank you for the appreciative words regarding myself and Corey being resident trivia masters. I know I speak for both of us when I say that we thoroughly enjoy it and we now consult each other each week to help coordinate other questions from fellow listeners. As always, up the villa, which we can say this yes. week because we got a fantastic result last night. 3-0 in a Midlands derby. That's all you need to know, listeners. We're on cloud nine right now. Very much so, yeah. Um, Very much so. Next comment we have, uh, Mischief Knight. Another banger, guys. You keep impressing. This was such a tight Frage episode. Hard to find trivia and fun bits. Um, regarding parking garages, in the US, they are designed to hold the most cars possible. Nobody thinks about how people actually walk out of the structure. And I feel that the staircase was accurately representative of how stupid the paths for humans are laid out. <laughs> I love that he sp uh, specified for humans. Um, I for know. dogs, they might be a great path for a dog like that. <laughs> I love that. Um, fun bits. Um, too bad they didn't have Niles feeling comforted by hiding under the piano yet. Um, as this would have been a good time to show it. Mm. Uh, and again, here points out that um, Fraser says he doesn't speak German, but much later he speaks as the language of love with Claire. Although I guess he could have learned some by then. Very, very good point there. Very true. Um, I kind of I wonder if he would take the time to learn German. Um, I, I, for me, German feels like a language Fraser might look down on a little bit. But then you know he likes Wagner and stuff, and there's plenty of German high culture stuff. So. I feel if I was really posh, I think I'd go for German over, um, over say French or something. Because would you really? Of, I feel a lot of people can speak French, whereas less people speak German. True, but I just think French is amazing. I just think it's the, the best language ever. I mean, um, I do know like fifty-five in German is like fum fum zig or something like that. Wow, bump bumps and zig. <laughs> <laughs> Um, thank you so much, everyone who wrote in this week. Uh, great to great to hear from you all. Um, next week it will be season two, episode twenty-two, Agents in America, part three. I don't actually know where the, the title comes from for that. Um, I feel that it's a film or something because there's a Father Ted episode, which is something like it's very similar to that, Agents in yeah. America. And again, it's like part three or something like that. So I do, I think they must all be playing on a film, or or something fairly popular yeah it feels like they're riffing on like a noir film or something from like mid-century um and a fair to forget it seems like it should be really obvious um is that ringing well, any uh, bells for you well again just from other tv shows um i think i want to say an affair to remember is something mm. like because there's a episode of future armor which is based on the titanic called an affair to remember oh my god how could i not remember that it's like my favorite episode of future armor and looking it up that that was named after a 1957 film about um two people on a cruise ship so yes um yeah and with carrie grant in no Harry less grant, yeah deborah kerr richard denning um, 
So yeah, and a fair to forget parody of, well, a play on a fair to remember. There we go. I, if someone wants to, someone suggest the future armor episode for us to do a review of, please take this as the biggest hint. Um, that's one thing I want to talk about now. Actually, Key, we're at the we're at the end of listener mail. So just before we go, um, quite a few people have donated um, to our coffee platform, which is amazing. And have have people um, now sent in? Any requests? We've got some. Um, oh, we've got some. It's, well, we have some. I've, I've kind of I've been trying to chase people up uh, and try and get some kind of schedule down. Um, firstly, just a huge thanks to everyone who's donated. Um, it, you know, we, I try to thank everyone on Facebook, Twitter, or whatever, and the, the website sometimes allows it, but it's not great. But I think I think the one we're going to do next is the Springfield Files. Uh, thanks, Corey. Mischief Knight recommended and I, that. I know you will love that because you're like a, a wannabe David Duchovny. Aren't you? Massive, Duchovny. massive, <laughs> massive Duchovny fan. <laughs> I love the X Files, so yeah, I'm gonna particularly enjoy that. But yeah, we've uh, we've got we've got that recommended from from Corey, and I said to him that was probably the one we got most uh, lo- longest to go. So we'll make sure that's the one we do we do next. Someone asked us to do a keeping up appearances episode, which oh. is i love keeping up appearances and as do a few people on fraser fan club so that will be amazing to do at some point um someone else has asked for I, I'm, apologies for all these names I'm, I'm forgetting but also they might want to stay anonymous so we'll, we'll try and remember you and we when, when we do the episode i'll find you um the, the good place with ted dancer oh yeah i actually really like i've not seen the last like two seasons but i've, I've seen the first couple really good show i really I, rate it actually i hear it's really good um and they just wanted us to do the pilot just to see you know ted dance in action yeah um so i'm i'm very happy to do that it's really strong and i did philosophy a level so i always feel like i get some of chidi's uh, references <laughs> you get the jokes <laughs> um i'm trying to think i think so that was, it was those two Keep it up appearances, good place, the Simpsons. I, I did, did someone recommend Bone Kickers? I feel like Bone Kickers should be in this mix. Yeah, I'm not sure if they if they were like tongue in cheek asking <laughs> or if they actually donate. I can't remember. But yeah, I'm not sure when we're going to get to these. Obviously, we've got a bit of free time now um, for the next week or whatever, or whatever you've got here. I'm not sure. Um, so we, we could probably record the Simpsons one because it's you know going to be fairly, fairly short. They're yeah. 20 minute eps. As is Keep It Up appearances. So we probably. We won't have one out for like a month at least, I'd say. But in the new year, we'll try and start looking again one a month um, where where possible to record two in a week. But anyone who's donated and requested, we will definitely do it. That's all you need to know. We're not going to kind of sleep on these. They will come out at some point. Um, but yeah, anything you want to add there, Key? Spoke That's, a lot. Yeah, no, just a big thank you to everyone. And, and generally just throughout... I mean, we weren't doing this in 2019. I think we started around January. I right think we thinking? did, Jan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so just, you know, as we get to December, end of the year, and I think this will, regardless whether we get a chance to record and again in the next week, I think this will probably be the last one released in this year. Um, I think, it, yeah, I think it will be. So just want to say, you know, thank you so, so much to everyone who's, who's listened, who's donated, who's, you know, given trivia questions, who's, who's commented, you know, it's... It's been. I think. I think it's fair to say a pretty rough year for everyone. Oh God, yeah. Um, but just hearing everyone's comments all coming together and everyone just, you know, this sort of like nice little community. It's been absolutely fantastic. So thank you so so much to everyone. And here's hopefully to a, a bright 2021 together. Massively so. Um, yeah, I, recording this with you has, has been a bright spot for me anyway in 2020. But I hope that it's been. You know, listening to the episodes has been the same for for others as well. I know a few people have said that. So. Um, 
That's really great. Uh, so, yeah, next time we, we, we'll be back together, Key. It will be Agents in America Part 3, where we will see the final scene of Tom Durant. I was going to say, <laughs> one, we're not letting you go now, <laughs> Before he vanishes again into the ether. Um, so there you go. I uh, look forward to that. Um, but other than that, I've been Will. I've been Key. And thank you very much for listening to We're Listening. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Oh, my. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegs. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled.